be brave and be bold. Um, you know, when I started the business, um, eventually I thought about it for a while and eventually I decided I'm just going to go for it. And the reason I went for it, because it boiled down to this. I have too many people that love me that would let me fall. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Sue Ringinger of RMD Advertising. Sue, it's great to have you on the show. Oh, so cool to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Definitely super excited to have you on and hear about all the awesome work that you're doing. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Sue so you can hear about some of that awesome work. Sue is the managing partner and client brand strategist at RMD Advertising. She founded RMD Advertising in 1992. And since that time, Sue has been responsible for the strategy and direction of RMD's clients. Today, she works closely with brands such as Parm Crisps, Thinsters, Grater's Ice Cream, Southern Recipe Small Batch, Buckeye Vodka, and more to develop new strategies that better connect the brand to consumers and consumers to the brand. Sue, great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? Oh, I'm so excited. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I feel like I was always drawn to be uh, an entrepreneur, honestly. And uh, this will age me for sure, but um, being in the advertising agency business, I've learned it's a peculiar business to select um, as an entrepreneur. Um, it's It's got long hours, it's very stressful. Um, it's uh, your, your product uh, goes home every night and comes back in the morning because it's only what's in our head and what's in our hearts, right? So. Um, but I remember being a little girl and sitting on my grandmother's floor watching Bewitched. And um, if anybody remembers that episode or that show, at, at each episode, Darren, who is the husband, he worked in an advertising agency and him and Samantha, his wife, would always end the show by coming up to, with this advertising strategy for a client. And I can remember being a very, very little girl and even at that age thinking, um, that wasn't a very good campaign. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I just sort of grew up with that. And then I fell in love in college with a man called uh, named David Ogilvy, who was sort of like the founder of advertising agencies um, in Manhattan. And uh, he's one man that I really wish I would have had an opportunity to meet um, because I just followed his work forever. And so I just knew I was supposed to be in this industry. So begged my way uh, into an agency, worked there for a while, started um, an agency with a graphic designer from the agency um, that was wildly successful from day one. And uh, that lasted for about a whole year. And uh, we were good friends, but it um, was a turbulent relationship. And I don't think I knew back then that owning a business was so stressful. And also, I didn't I didn't know back then about a concept called emotional intelligence. So, uh, and I'm certain that he didn't either. And so, um, you know, two good people working really hard with a big dream and just really not knowing what we were doing. So, there I was, five months pregnant with my first child. 
uh, separating from my first business and wondering now what? Here I have half the client list and um, uh, a baby growing in my body. And so I just thought, well, I'll just serve these clients and uh, took care of the clients. One client led to another and a project led to a retainer. And here we are 29 years later. Awesome. 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 Well, happy 29 years. It's great to kind of hear, you know, all the success you've been able to have. And, and I think I'm a big believer in, in a lot of times, sometimes, you know, when we're not sure what we want to do or where we want to go in our lives, if you can rewind the clock back to sometimes when you're a kid, you have some of those seeds that are planted that often you, you get passionate about things before it becomes popular before it becomes, because you want to be, you know, successful. It's just something that's innately in us. So I love that story in the very beginning and how you were critiquing and, and, and giving them your card it sounds like so to speak so that they can hire you uh, before you even had the business <laughs> oh the times were different back then i had to beg my way into an internship too i'll tell you one more quick story so it. when i was in college i paid my way through college and my last semester i took my first student loan and i said i just want to work in an agency i just want to i'll make their coffee i'll do whatever um i didn't want paid i just wanted to be in the environment and i took my resume to every single ad agency in the city every single agency. And I couldn't get anybody to take me up on it. No one. And, uh, but I did get a guy that said, come on in and I'll give you an informational interview. So I thought, well, I'll take it. And so I went and chatted with him and the whole time he was trying to talk me out of it. And he's like, why would you want to be in this business? Don't you know that you get yelled at all the time? Don't you know that the days are rough, days are long, deadlines are gr brutal. And I remember thinking, why is this guy so cynical? Why, why is he trying to talk me out of my lifelong dream? But I, now that I've been in the agency business for a while, it's kind of what we do because those people that are in this industry have a love for it and uh, such an honor for this profession. And um, there's lots of people because it looks very sexy on the outside. I always say it looks ooey and gooey and it, it really is tough, but it's very rewarding. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. I appreciate you sharing that. And I think so many times, um, especially things, things, whether it be positions or businesses or even people around us that we love, a lot of times you 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 push back because you're protective of it and you know how precious it is to you. So I, I appreciate mm -hmm. you, you know, for sharing that story and how you have come to that same kind of realization. Because I think anytime you love something, you you protect it and you want to make sure the people that are getting into it are getting into it for the right reasons as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. So I know we touched on the 29 years. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more on what you've been doing, how you work with your clients and what that looks like. Yeah, so when we started out, um, lots of agencies started out the way we did. Um, you, you pretty much pick up work where you can. And uh, so we did work with healthcare, technology, manufacturing, like, and, and some really, really fabulous brands uh, and companies. And I, I've always been fascinated and naturally curious about business. like how you do what you do. And even when we started our conversation before the podcast, I was asking you, how did you get into this? And I'm just naturally curious. And what I learned along the way is that, you know, once um, in our early days, we served even an industrial trash pump manufacturer. And it uh, was astounding to me how similar our businesses were as an advertising agency and as that type of manufacturer. And, um, uh, but business really is uh, has some basics and, that are very, very similar. So um, then we picked up a food account and it was the one account of the agency that everybody loved. They just loved it. Everybody wanted to play on the food account. 
And then we lost the account after about three years. And the president had just changed and the new president had a, a different direction. And so I remember coming back to the office and dreading, like, how am I going to tell my team this? It was it was just brutal. And then um, but I, I called everybody into the conference room and I told them what happened. And I said, that's OK, we're going we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to pick up another food brand to replace it. And then a hand went up and said, I only want to work for food brands. And then another hand came up and said, me, too. And so I was so proud of the team because we walked away from that meeting 17 years ago, um, deciding right then we were only going to work with food brands. And so then uh, the next day, one of my account managers came in and said, you know, I was talking to my mom about what uh, our conversation was. And she said, why are you only going to work with the smaller brands? Why not work with the large brands like Betty Crocker? And I said, I'm not sure. Let me think about that. And I went home that night and I really thought long and hard about this, right? Because entrepreneurs have to do this. We have to do a lot of self-reflection and um, ask ourselves really, really hard questions. I always call this like sitting myself down and have a firm talking to myself. So um, I asked myself, you know, is this me playing small? Is this me being afraid? Is this me um, uh, lacking confidence? And uh, at the end of the day, I'm like, no, it's none of those. It's really about this is where I feel we can serve. And, um, you know, very few of our clients are startups, very, very few. Some of our clients are 150 years old as a brand. But what I love about what we do now, because today we only work with food and beverage brands, 90% of them are still owned by real people, families. And that's something that America doesn't really know is that most of the food that you see in the grocery aisle is still owned by a family. And I think that's kind of cool. And so when we get out of bed every morning, we get to come to work for families. And personally, I don't think it ever gets any better than that. Absolutely. And so what would you consider to be what I like to call your secret sauce? And this could be for yourself personally or the business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Um, so I thought about this because I know what it is, um, and we talk about this quite a bit within the category in the industry. Um, every industry has their own kind of dialogue, right? But um, for us, it really is the, the challenger food brand niche. Um, most agencies, as I mentioned earlier, just have a broad spectrum. Some specialize in food and other things with an emphasis on food. Fewer focus on food, but really focusing on those challenger food brands is our secret sauce. It's that niche is really important. And so um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit, and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? I wish I would have learned this. We're in our 29th year. I wish I would have learned it 25 years ago. Uh, so my hack is, and I would never do without it, um, to develop um, relationships with um, entrepreneurs that are performing at a higher level than you and to, to connect with them at least weekly. Yeah, it's a huge hack. And, and so I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you happen into a time machine, you might also tell your younger business self this. You know, I, I was, I've been thinking about this quite a bit, if um, sort of akin to um, if I could tell my younger, the younger version of me something, what would I tell myself? And I most definitely would tell myself, be brave and be bold. Um, you know, when I started the business, um, eventually I thought about it for a while and eventually I decided I'm just going to go for it. And the reason I went for it, because it boiled down to this, 
I have too many people that love me that would let me fall. And so that gave me enough courage to be brave and bold. So I would say be brave and bold and take calculated risks. Um, The second thing that I would tell myself is um, always be growing, always, because if you're not moving forward, you're going backward. There is no in between. There really is no in between. And if you think you're you're kind of like, I'm just going to tread water for a little bit, you're going backwards. And um, so I would tell myself always, always, always find a way to be growing. And then the third thing I would tell my younger self is be courageous enough to find a niche. Don't 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 fool yourself by believing that there's comfort and security in knowing a lot of things. Know one thing and know it really, really well and get better at it every single day, because we really did as an agency take off when we did that, when we started to focus only on food and beverage. Awesome. 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 Well, now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Sue, what does being a CEO mean to you? Uh, Honestly, for me, um, being a CEO is about um, creating something out of a servant's heart. And um, lots of people think that being a CEO is being at the top. being the one that everybody serves, being the one that gets all the fame and the fortune. And for me, that's actually upside down. For me, it's about serving people. It's about serving my team. Um, when I hire somebody, I take a great deal of responsibility for them. I, th- I think that they're, wh- whether they're learning, they're growing, they're prospering, they're happy, that's on me. That really is, it's on me. And, uh, and also our clients, when uh, we sign a client, I take a great deal of responsibility to make sure we're succeeding so that they succeed. So really, it's got, when people think that it's about fame and fortune and prestige, that, that's upside down. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Sue, yeah. truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all those things you and your team are working on. You know, I guess I was, if there's one thing that I could suggest is to make sure that other CEOs, no matter if you've been in business for quite a while or you're just starting out to make sure that you really understand your purpose and define your purpose. Um, Talk about your purpose daily and hourly with your team and with your clients. Know what it is emphatically and then let that kind of guide every single decision. And then the other thing that I would uh, recommend is that uh, other CEOs really think through what are they about? What what will guide their behavior? What are their non-negotiables? We call them six words, the brand words. And and then share those with your team on an ongoing uh, basis. And use those words, not only as guidance for positive behavior, but negative behavior. So when we fall down, usually I'll say, help me to understand how that's demonstrating your passion for serving these food brands. Um, And so if you can use those sort of as a pivotal point, um, it really does, it makes everything better. Um, People really understand that you care. Uh, They join your mission and uh, it's sort of like a a big uh, fill up in your gas tank. Uh, and uh, if people want to reach me, they can reach me anywhere on social media through RMD Advertising, or you can reach me through Sue Reniger, R-E-N-I-N-G-E-R, or you can reach me via the contact us on my website at rmdadvertising.com. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sue. We will have the links and information um, in the show notes as well, too. I love, you know, those last, you know, final parts about the the purpose and, and understanding your values. And, and I almost feel like, a, for lack of a better term, I, I, could, I hear it as like a DNA for your company. And when you have that DNA and not just you as a CEO, but our leader, so many people and everybody in the organization understands that it allows you to really have that familiar kind of atmosphere and also your clients that you serve as well to get to tap into that. So I love, you know, that last piece, I think it's absolutely huge for um, any business and organization. So thank you so much for sharing. And of course, thank you for your time. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I am CEO podcast powered by CB nation and blue 16 media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase. It's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.